You're listening to The Fashion Detour, a show that provides insights into the minds of creatives within the fashion industry. My name is Michal Goldfein, and I'm sitting down with the creators to talk about their processes, their inspirations, and lessons they've learned along the way. I am thrilled because this week we have a an, an amazing guest. Her name is Veronica Payne, and she started the jewelry brand Aura Anna. And how are you today? How is it going? I'm doing great. I love that you pronounce the name correctly because I get all types of things, but it is Aura Anna. So thank you. I appreciate that. Wow. And can you tell me what the, the name behind your brand means? Okay, so Aura Ana, it um, directly translates to no one. Um, I think especially now I've been seeing a lot of brands where um, it's not really about the brand. It's more so about the person behind the brand kind of pushing themselves and kind of wanting to be the star of the brand, um, especially with like the age of Instagram and TikTok and all of these things. Um, I do think that you need to connect with your audience, but I really want to push the fact that I'm creating for other people um, and really my designs are for the customer to uplift the customer. And if we connect on a way that you really um, bond with my designs and that's amazing. And it's a relationship that we've built, but really it's about uplifting you guys and kind of creating things that make you feel special and unique. Yeah. That's a really interesting take just because like you said, you know, nowadays it's all like, you know, the person behind the brand and everything, but you are your customer, your client, you're, you're there first. Yeah. It's, you know, we're no one, you're everything. So that's what really I'm going to get <laughs> I love that. So first of all, your jewelry is gorgeous. I have to tell everyone out there. Um, you know, I just love that there's like something for everyone from classy to, you know, colored, colored stones to pearls. How would you describe the aesthetic of your brand? Awesome. Um, it sounds like I'm getting it across them because I really want to have a mixture of classic but edgy. Um, so I do use a lot of pearls because I love pearls, but I try to fashion them in a way that's kind of new. Um, something that will catch the eye of maybe a younger audience, but also will still look um, not acceptable, but will still look great for anyone who's a bit older or of a, a certain age. You know, I want everyone to be able to wear it. Um, so it seems like it is coming across the way I'd like. Um, I do also like a lot of bling. So I do like to incorporate a lot of crystals. Um, CZ and a lot of color. I do want to have a wide audience. So it's very specific, but also I want everyone to be happy and feel like they can wear it. Yeah. And I do think that you have several pieces that are really unique, which is, which is just nice to see. Cause you know, sometimes you feel like you've seen the same thing over and over again, but definitely we'll get to that. So, so I know this year has been like a crazy year. What, I mean, in general, what challenges has the brand faced since you started? Okay, so to be very honest, and I kind of hate this because there's just so many horrible things going on right now, but this year actually has been kind of a building and growing year for Aura Ana. Um, I've had the time to kind of be at home, you know, quarantining to focus on the brand and building the brand and working on the aesthetic and working on my new collection. So really this year has been somewhat fortunate for us. Um, people have been really supporting, you know, they've been supporting... Um, small business as well as um you know ethnic designers you know really trying to push to get diversity um 
So it's been really great for us. Um, I've seen so much growth and I'm really excited for this year as well because I'm able to put in, I, I feel like I'm starting to see the um, results of the hard work I've been putting in over 2020. I know exactly how you feel because, you know, I, I mean, and this is like totally, I don't own a business, but, but, you know, like with, I feel like, let's say like, you know, with Instagram and things like that. And you just, sometimes you just feel like you're doing, you're putting so much into something and then you're like, okay, well, am I, when am I going to see the fruition mm -hmm. of that effort? And I feel like, yeah, I can definitely, so that, that's amazing. That really is amazing for you guys. Thank Do you, you feel like you have certain um, mentors that like, you know, helped you along the way? Oh, definitely. Okay. So when I first started, um, just like the origin story, I um, was never really into jewelry that much. I was very kind of simple. I have this bracelet that my dad gave myself and all of my sisters that we all wear. Um, and then I would wear like stud earrings. I was just super simple. Um, but since I've been designing, of course, I've it's opened my eyes. But um, so when I first started designing, I was interning. I interned for a woman named Jessica Robinson, and she was more um, fine jewelry. She did things like you know eighty thousand dollar pieces. She was in the Queen's Diamond Jubilee. So I worked with her and definitely learned the ropes. I you know I was going on the train with diamonds in my pocket to the diamond district and kind of just like out there figuring it out. <laughs> if you've ever been to the diamond district, it's like. Intense. Extremely crazy. Like it's just like you have to know what you're doing, you know, because there's like hustlers on every corner, kind of like, you know, either trying to buy your gold, buy your diamonds, or sell you something. And then you go into these buildings and there's like a million boxes that they all do different things. So I definitely learned the ropes with working with her. And then more recently, um, I've had a he was my friend, but he is also um a jeweler. He um has started to help me with my social advertising. So my um, Instagram ads, my Facebook ads, and he's kind of like held me accountable because as a creative, I feel like you always try and do a million things at once. So I'm trying to like do my Facebook, do my Instagram, also work on my new collection, update the website. And he kind of got me on the straight and narrow where he's like, do one thing at a time. Once you finish that, do the next thing. And of course, I've seen the results of doing that. Oh, that's such good advice. <laughs> yeah, it's so hard. It's just so hard. <laughs> It's, it's easier said than done. Yes. I know, like someone had told me once, you know, sometimes I feel like the days that I hit that I'm off and then I'm home, I get less done than when I'm when I'm in, at work. Because you feel like there's so many things that are pulling you in different directions that um, nothing gets done. But yes, yeah. I definitely can relate. <laughs> and it's like, I'll have a hard schedule. And then all of a sudden, I'm doing dishes. It's like even housework. It's like, what is going on? <laughs> yeah, especially in today's day with the with the Zoom and like, you know, working yeah. from home or this or that. It's like everything is like everywhere. So it's so easy to get distracted. But you have yeah. to stay focused. Definitely. So let's talk about some of your jewelry. I am obsessed with your Botticelli hoops. I think I got that right. Yeah, Spotticelli. Spotticelli. Okay. And they're just so intricate. They are like, I don't know how you, you know, do the gold twisted thing that's going on. It looks like they're, you know, they're, they're, they look handmade, but they are really gorgeous. So what inspired this, these, uh, these hoops? So clearly hoops are having a big moment. Like last year, I'm hoping this year, um, again, uh, like you said, they're very intricate, but they're still simple and they're so elegant. And that's, again, what I'm trying to do, just kind of have things that are simple, but have a little bit more oomph to it. It's like, it's simple, but what's going to make you choose one thing over another? This is really simple, but it stands out. 
you know, um, they're not just a pair of simple hoops. So that's definitely what I was trying to go for. And also I love just like the Gilded Age, like, um, I don't know if I'm getting the centuries correct, 15th, 16th century. <laughs> um, I love that kind of um, atmosphere. I just got my babe cape and all of the kind of like frames and mirrors are gold, like with this kind of twisted gold on it. So it's definitely been my aesthetic for a while. Um, but yeah, I just wanted hoops that would stand out, but also, you know, they're not outrageous, but they're beautiful in their own right. Um, so yeah, I did... Initially, everything I was making was handmade. And then, you know, again, with time factor, I started going into production. So, um, yeah, things that I have on there, they're not they're not on there unless I've made them first. So, I mean, well, regardless, I'm saying the the, the beauty is still there. And even like, for example, your your Atlas hoops are also just, you know, just just different. You know, I know that there's they're just like the perfect classic piece, but like a little bit of a twist, like you said, um, which I love. So which which are your favorite earrings that you have from your collection? So my favorite earrings, okay. My favorite earrings, I have, I have three different ones for different occasions. <laughs> um, I really like the dagger studs because I personally never seen studs like that. And they started out as something completely different, which was in the beginning when I started designing. And I didn't understand kind of like what could be actually done in reality. So I'm seeing something in my head and I'm like, oh, that'd be so cool. But like, technically, you can't, they just would never work. <laughs> so it's great to have an idea. But once you start understanding design um, and how things are actually made and how they would sit on an ear, like there was a learning curve for me. So they started out with something different. And I actually think that they ended up being something actually better than my initial idea. So I thought that was really cool. And it's just like a story that I'm kind of sentimental about because it was the beginning of me learning how to actually create. Um, and then I love the con earrings because they're just so big and like so intricate. And anytime I wear them or I hear somebody else wearing them, they always get stopped and people are like complimenting them or trying to figure out where they got them. So those make me really happy. And then the statement hoops, because they're just super simple. And I've been wearing, I literally wear them every day when I'm at home. Like when I was quarantining, like full on, I wore them every day because I'd be wearing a sweatsuit and I still want to feel kind of feminine. So yeah. if you're wearing a sweatsuit or some jeans or something, you throw them on. And it just kind of makes up for the <laughs> for the sweatsuit action that you have going on. So those are definitely my three favorite. Yeah. And the statement hoops, are they lightweight? Like, do you feel them during the day? Okay. So they're super light. <laughs> and I also, I use the um, backings with like the round peg, the little plastic round peg, just to add a little bit more security. Even though you don't really need them, you can use any backing, but I like to do that. And I also think it looks a little bit more high end when you use those, um, but they're super light. All of our hoops are really light. Yeah, so I mean, definitely listen today. Now you know you can be like, what is it called? I, I, I there's a term for it in fashion. You just mix the match, right? You can be yeah, just be a little androgynous, just kind of you know. Right. Yes, you could be sporty and glam at the same time. Unisex. So. Yep. Anything goes. <laughs> <laughs> I actually really like your sketch that you have going on by the uh, the dagger studs. Like it's really cool. Which one is it? The dagger studs. You have a sketch there. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, I try to put all of my sketches on there. Just so people can see, you know, the process. Um, eventually, I want to put have more videos where I'm interacting. Because I do believe that you need to have some kind of connection with your designer. But I just don't think it should be the forward most thing. So I do want people to get to know me and get to know my process as well. So has design always been part of your, like, nature and growing up? Um, 
I guess kind of. Um, I used to love to sing. So um, I mean, I still love to sing. I just don't do it. So I've always been kind of a creative and I've also been a businesswoman. I used to love to sing. Um, my mom, I had like probably a hundred Barbies and my mom would take me to the fabric store and we'd get different fabrics and I would just sew up these like sequin glitter outfits for my Barbies. Um, I would like shave their heads off so they'd have like a different kind of look. Um, and then also I did for a little bit do like some bracelets, like charm bracelets that I made by hand, but that was like a short lived thing. Um, but I also, I've always been very entrepreneurial when I was 14. Um, it was either 13 or 14. I'm not sure which age it was legal to get actually employed, but I couldn't get employed. And I wanted to, um, get new clothes for the school year because I, you know, I loved fashion. Um, so I actually started an eBay store where I was um, just selling things on there. And I think that summer I made like $2,000 on eBay when I was like 13. Wow. So yeah, <laughs> I've always been creative and entrepreneurial. So that's definitely a part of it. But jewelry and, and like definitely saying that I was going to be designing jewelry. That was like, that's kind of far-fetched for me. Wow. But so, I'm happy. You know, I can't yeah, imagine myself doing listen, anything it, else. It worked out and all those, all those aspects, you know, came together. For sure. I also love, by the way, the brilliant choker. It comes in, like we were talking about before, the different colored stones, sapphire, yellow, emerald, ruby, CZ. How would you style this? So that's definitely a fan favorite. Um, I love the yellow one. People, it's, people tend to gravitate towards the emerald, and I understand it's very regal. Um, I, so I'm, I'm a very extreme person. So either I'm going to wear all four at once, or... I'm just going to wear one with like a super simple outfit, definitely like a low neck. Um, and it can be casual or, you know, evening attire. Um, yeah, that's what I was thinking also. Like it could be cool with like a denim jacket. Yeah, know? exactly. You can wear it with anything. Yeah. Or like, you know, just like a white, like a simple white t-shirt or something like that. But, you know, I think they are. They're really, really very pretty. So speaking of chokers, you have the pearl and chain choker. That's a standout piece. Pearls are my birthstone, actually. Oh, awesome. So why, what you, you said before you love pearls. So what, what do you love about pearls and what inspired the pearl and chain choker? Um, so it's very funny because when I was younger, um, I, you know, pearls were kind of like grandma, grandma, um, People really kind of slept on pearls. Um, now that I'm older, I understand just how elegant and edgy they can be. But um, I think people, it, not now so much, but when you think of a pearl, you think of like a strand of pearls. Um, I think of like super elegant, regal, you know, maybe to be worn on a golf course. <laughs> um, <laughs> I I kind of want to change that perception. And I think now it has been changed because I think other designers as well are using pearls a lot. But the pearl and chain choker, again, that was literally... That might have been the first or second piece I ever made. And the first one I ever made, I made by hand. So I went to, I mean, when I first started this, I was just going to bead stores and picking up random things and just little things that I liked, not even thinking of an idea of what I might be trying to make before I got there. I would just be picking out things that I liked. And then when I got home, I would just piece things together. So I found the chain. I got those pearls, the, um, the, teardrop stones that are on the back and I love chokers chokers are having a moment then and this was years ago um and I just started piecing it together so I hung all those curls off the chain one by one and then just kept going from there um I can't really tell you what the process was <laughs> I'm not sure I just you know once I started I saw what I was going to do um it's just a process of 
doing it, starting, you know, starting is the hardest part. Um, you start and then I think your hands and your heart just kind of take you to what it's going to become. But that was definitely probably the second, first or second piece that I made. And that was around the same time as I made the dagger studs. Um, and it's still one of my favorite pieces. So for a busy woman on the go, what, what do you recommend? So I, okay. <laughs> definitely any of the hoops are amazing because you know, I don't recommend you sleep in your jewelry, but you can. And they're definitely, you know, just pop them in and go. Also, I think that an item that's really kind of slept on is our double bone chain. You know, it's really delicate. So I think on the website, it can be overlooked. But when you put that on, and I prefer the silver, actually, when you put it on, it's just so beautiful. And it's so shiny. Um, It's super kind of, it is elegant and edgy, because I feel like you kind of have to be there's a confidence that comes with minimalism. And so I think that looks really good when you're just wearing, you know, a few of those chains. Um, I also really love the gold mine chain. That's one that is actually really popular. And I think that it says vintage, but it's not. It's so super shiny and it has so much personality just being one single chain. So I really love those pieces. Oh, yeah. And it took me a really long time to like, I'm still training myself in that minimalist aesthetic because, you know, like I, I tend to like, like, you know, big, shiny things that like just make a statement and I don't have to worry about it. And I'm just like, whatever. But then I just when I see other people wearing it, I just really I just love it on them. So I'm working on it. I'm getting there. <laughs> I think it definitely takes practice and just refining your eye. And I have to work on it, too. Um because I do, I love a lot of bling. So <laughs> I definitely have to work on it. But I also do appreciate it on other people. And they, you know, when someone has the refinement to do it correctly, it really kind of shows that this person's stylish. Definitely. So I, I know that wearing jewelry really could be an emotional experience. What do you think about the connection between jewelry and our emotions? So I really, I definitely agree with that. Um, you know, so personally, um, and a lot of people like to be, you know, buried with their loved ones, cremated. My plan is to be, there's this thing where they, I guess they can press you into a diamond, um, some kind of stone. So I would love, and I've already told my boyfriend this, I'd love to um, have my ashes turned into diamonds so that I can, you know, have some pieces of jewelry made for my children. Um, so... I'm definitely with the idea that, you know, jewelry, as long as you're getting quality jewelry, it can be an heirloom, you know, passed down from generation to generation. And I just think it's so amazing that you can wear something that your great, great, great grandmother wore. It's kind of like this person's experiencing life with you. It's, it's really cool to me. And then, you know, there's also, you know, and I'm not somebody who says, you know, jewelry should only be gifted on certain days or holidays, things like that. But if someone gives you something, it's, it's just obviously very sentimental, you know, within this gift of jewelry, like a wedding ring, et cetera. Um, you know, that's how they're trying to show their love for you. It's marking a moment, a momentous occasion. And it's something you can always look at. And there's a feeling attached to it. And I don't think that's something that can be replaced. Um, you know, jewelry has been around for a very long time. It signifies a lot in different cultures. So I think it's really, you know, something that's not going to go away. And it's, it's very meaningful for a lot of people. Yeah, I have a um, pearl. It's kind of like a, a pearl choker from my grandmother. And um, every time I wear it, I think of her. And sure. I don't really have that much from, you know, like passed down. But I definitely, uh, um, 
you know, it's something that I, I really do cherish. So I 100% agree with you. Of course. Yeah. So I do see some, like, I, I think, like, let's say you have this gorgeous necklace, the vial necklace. Yes. Um, those are really, really beautiful. Is that like, uh, how long is that, that uh, necklace? How do you wear that? So it's adjustable. It's um, 16 inches or 18 inches. And it's actually our signature necklace. So um, as long as we're around, we're going to make different um, options of this. So right now we have one, two, three, four, five. We have eight options. Actually, we have a black onyx one that's not on the website right now. It's black onyx and silver. But um, yeah, we're going to keep creating this style. Um, This actually came from... If you're familiar at all with like Egyptian um, kind of history, um, they used to wear like royalty used to wear something called a cartouche, which was kind of um, a similar shape as this. And it was kind of to ward away evil spirits and death and anyone who would wish them harm. So um, that's what this symbolizes, Um, not just for royalty, but for anyone. Yeah, well, we we could use some uh, getting rid of some negativity. these Yeah, for sure. I think that's a good idea. Perfect timing, right? <laughs> so I'm going to keep them coming. <laughs> yes. So you were talking about like, uh, you know, cre- being creative during, you know, COVID and everything like that. Um, are, can you share with us any of any of the new stuff? Don't give too much away, you know, but what are you excited about going okay. forward? So I'm super excited about the new collection. I've been working on it for probably two years. Um, the designs have been done. The hardest part um, after starting is probably once you're letting go of designing pieces or creating the pieces hand by hand um, is finding production. Because as a designer and a business owner, you want to make sure that you know the production is getting your design correct, but also that they're using the best quality materials. Um, so that's what I've just been kind of like shopping around to make sure I can get the correct production. Um, the new collection is definitely bolder. Um, I say more badass. It's really saying exactly what I want to say. Whereas I think this collection, I love it, but it was me kind of like dipping my feet into the water. It's my first collection, dipping my feet into the water and kind of testing out and figuring out what I want to say. And so the next one is definitely very me. And I hope that it's also very much aligned with what my customers are looking for. Um, so I'm really super excited. It's a lot of the gets um a lot of stones um and really kind of like bigger bolder shapes um very hard lines i'm really really excited so i'm going to start putting that out hopefully um in april so they're just going to drop piece by piece and i just hope that everyone loves it as much as i do well i'm super excited about that and what are your goals in general for the future of orana so i would say that my goals are always going to evolve and um hopefully grow because i don't see like an end goal. Um, I want to do this, you know, for as long as I can. Um, really, I want to be able to get this really streamlined, like getting the pieces. I want to make it really streamlined so that my focus is not so much on, okay, we need to find the correct production. We need to do this. I want to have the designs, get them done and kind of start focusing on my community. I really want to, um, you know, maybe, you know, get get to the point where I can meet my customers in person, really hear about what they're going through, um, kind of connecting them away where I can create for them. I really love collaborations. Um, hopefully I'll be able to collaborate with um, people who I support the mission that they're working on 
and maybe even some of my customers, that'd be really exciting. So just kind of getting in more contact with humans would be really great. So that's really the goal that I'm looking towards um, long term. Well, I love that. And I mean, I feel like nowadays it's so important to, you know, as we, you know, we all feel like, you know, we need that connection. And, um, you know, so I'm just excited for you. And where can our listeners, they can see your designs at, at the AuraAna.com and um, on your Instagram? It's AuraAna Official, at AuraAna Official. Amazing. Well, Veronica, thank you so much for joining me. I I just loved hearing your whole creative process. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It's really nice speaking to you. You too. Have a great and awesome day. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of The Fashion Detour. I'm available for personal styling and personal shopping. If you'd like to get in contact with me, you can always reach out to me through my email, michal at thefashiondetour.com. And on Instagram, you're welcome to direct message me at The Fashion Detour for any of your shopping and styling needs and questions. Thank you so much and have a great week. Everyone can see Your anger is misplaced